0: Happy Easter, church family. so good to be able to spend time in God's Word on this Easter Sunday, and I hope you know as we jump into Acts chapter 9 today that Easter changes everything. Easter changes everything. You know, Easter is not just a date on the calendar. Easter is an event in human history when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And so as we dive into the text this morning, we're going to talk about that. We're going to celebrate together this Easter Sunday. Even though we can't meet in person, uh, we're still going to celebrate together. And I want to encourage you as we look at Acts chapter 9, as we are going to see the conversion of Saul, who would later become Paul, I want you to take note as we read the text this morning and then as we walk back through it, the reality that Easter changed Saul's life. Easter changed his life. As we work through the text, I want you to pay attention to that. So let's read Acts chapter 9, beginning in verse 1. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. Behold, he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight And be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized. And taking food, he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man Who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? And has he not come here for this purpose to bring them bound before the chief priest? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. Father, we ask this morning that you would open our eyes that we would be able to see, that you would open our ears that we would be able to hear and that you would open our hearts and our minds, that we would be ready to respond to your word and to your spirit. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. I love the story of Saul's conversion, primarily from the fact that Saul, who would later become the Apostle Paul, wrote much of the New Testament, and I love the letters that he wrote. Yet as we look at the text this morning, what we're going to see is him in a spot where he is seeking to persecute the church, those who are claiming the name of Christ, and yet he meets Jesus face to face, the risen Savior. In fact, for Saul, Easter became real on this Damascus road, and I like to call it the Easter road because it's where Easter became real in his life. And so as we look back at the text, I want us to consider that. How did Easter, the truth of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. How did it become real in Saul's life? So let's look, beginning in verse 1 of Acts chapter 9, let's walk through the text together and let's consider how Easter became real in Saul's life. Saul was still breathing threats, verse 1 tells us. If you remember back to chapter 7, it was Saul who was holding the coats of those who were stoning Stephen, who was One of the early servants within the church. He was on the sidelines cheering them on, holding their garments as they were casting stones and killing Stephen. And we see early here in the text in chapter nine of Acts that he's still on this journey. He's still a part of trying to stamp out Christianity. So he goes to the religious leaders of the day and says, Give me notes, give me permission to go to Damascus and I want to round up all the Christians that I can, and I want to put them in prison or even kill them, whichever is most beneficial, to stamp out Christianity so that no longer do we have to worry about all of these crazy people who think that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. So we see that in verse 3, he went on his way and he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. He fell to the ground, and as he falls to the ground, he hears a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Verse 5, and the voice came back and said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now, just pause for a second and think about the reality of that statement that Saul hears in this moment. He's been knocked down off of his horse because of this bright light. He hears the voice from heaven saying, Why are you persecuting me? And he asks a simple question Who is this that's talking to me? And Jesus says, It's me. The risen Savior speaks to the one who's trying to stamp out Christianity, to stamp out Christ's followers. And in this moment, what we're going to see is that Easter becomes real in Saul's life, and it brings him to the end of himself. So let's look back at the text this morning. He says in verse 6, "'Rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do.' The men who were traveling with him stood speechless." They heard the voice, but they didn't see anyone. It was only Saul who saw Jesus face to face on that road. So Saul, in verse 8, rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. They led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without outside, and he neither ate nor drank. You see, up until this point, Saul was absolutely confident that Jesus Christ was not the Messiah, that he had not risen from the dead, that all of those who were following after him were a little loopy, a little crazy, a little off their rocker. And he said, there's no way that this can continue. So for the love of God Almighty, I've got to end Christianity. I have to stamp out those who are following Jesus. And then he meets Jesus on the Damascus Road, or what I like to call the Easter Road. And he sees the risen Savior whom he was persecuting. And he finds out very quickly that Easter changes everything. And so for Saul in this moment, he comes to the end of himself. You know, for him right now, I think it's interesting that As we saw in Jesus's life and ministry, oftentimes he opened the eyes of the blind, and yet he closed Saul's eyes in this moment. You see, Saul thought he saw the truth, and he didn't. He had missed the Messiah. He had missed Jesus as the Savior, as the risen Christ. And Jesus, for a moment, closes his eyes here on this Damascus road. Saul is perplexed. He doesn't eat or drink. You can see in this moment that everything in his life he thought had just been shattered by the reality of Easter, that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. You know, not only did Easter bring about that realization in Saul's life, but Saul also believed the good news of the gospel and received the gift of the Holy Spirit. As we Continue on. We look in verse 10. After Saul is on the ground, they lead him to Damascus, and there was a disciple there, a man by the name of Ananias, and the Lord had come to Ananias and said, hey, there's this guy named Saul, and I want you to go to him and lay your hands on him, and I want you to commission him to be a part of my kingdom, to be a part of my plan and my purpose, and so Ananias is a little bit perplexed because he says, I know who this Saul is. I'm not really that interested in going to him because he wants to kill us or imprison us, and the Lord says, no, I've got a specific plan and a specific purpose in his life. He has seen that Easter is real, and it's changing his life. We pick up in verse 15, the Lord tells Ananias, go that Saul is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. In verse 16, he says, I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight and he rose and was baptized. You see, for Saul, Easter not only brought him to the end of himself, but Easter also caused him to believe the reality of what Christ had done for him. And to receive the gift of salvation that Jesus' death and his resurrection offer. God had a specific plan and purpose for Saul's life. And it took this meeting on the Damascus Road, seeing Jesus, the risen Christ, face to face, for Saul to come to the end of himself and to believe the truth of who Jesus is and what he'd done and to receive the free gift of salvation And to be indwelled by the Holy Spirit of God. I want you to notice that not only that, that Easter also led Saul not only to the end of himself, and not only to believe the truth of the gospel and receive salvation, but it led him to proclaim the good news of the gospel to everyone that he met. Notice, beginning in the second part of verse 19, it says, So Some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. So all who heard him were amazed, and they knew his reputation. They said, Is this not the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? They're shocked. They are stunned by the reality that this man, Saul, who was persecuting Christians, now is proclaiming the same thing that the Christians were proclaiming, that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, that he rose from the grave. It continues on in verse 22, But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. Jesus was the Messiah. He was the risen Son of God. You see, the truth for Saul is that Easter changed everything in his life. It brought him to the end of himself. He knew that he was on the wrong path. It brought him to the recognition that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he believed that what Christ did on the cross paid for his sins, receiving the gift of salvation. And then on the back end of that, He proclaimed the good news of the gospel. What changed his life, he wanted to change everyone else's life. For Saul, Easter changed everything. As we take a few minutes to worship again together, I want you to just contemplate that reality in Saul's life, that Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, changed everything in his life. So we saw a few minutes ago what happened when the reality of Easter transformed Saul's life. But I want to ask the question, what happens when the reality of Easter transforms our lives? What happens when it transforms your life? As we're looking at God's Word this morning, here's the reality for us. There are two groups of people that are watching right now. Those of you who have taken the step of trusting Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, who have done exactly what Saul did here. And then there's those who have not taken that step of trusting Jesus as their Savior. And I want to encourage you that if you're in that second group to pay attention as we walk through the truth and what this says to you as someone who has an opportunity today on this Easter Sunday to trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you are a believer, I want to encourage you just Allow yourself over the next minutes that we have together to be encouraged that Easter, the reality of what Christ has done for you, has transformed your life. So as we walk back through the text and we look at ourselves and we ask the question, how does Easter, the reality of it, transform our lives? The same thing that happened in Paul's life is the same thing that happens in our lives You see, the reality of Easter reminds us that we have to come to the end of ourselves. You see, for Saul, he thought really, really, really deeply that he was following the will of God. He thought he had it figured out. He thought that by his good works, by his actions, he could earn God's favor. And the reality for us is that we cannot earn the favor of God because of sin that stains our lives. There's no way that we could do enough good works that we could please God enough that our sin is not an issue. And so for Saul, he came to the end of himself recognizing that his goodness, even his righteous works, the Bible tells us, are nothing but filthy rags in God's eyes. And so For us, if Easter transforms our lives, it's gonna begin with us coming to the end of ourselves just like Saul. And so if you're a follower of Jesus, if you've trusted him as your savior, you do realize that you at some point when you made the decision to trust Jesus Christ as your savior, what you did was come to the end of yourself, come to the end of trying to earn God's favor, come to the end of thinking that you could be good enough for God to love you or you could be righteous enough for God to not hold your sin against you. And you recognized in that moment that you had no hope outside of Jesus Christ. Saul recognized that. And if you're a believer, you came to the point of recognizing that. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you are not a follower of Jesus, you've never taken that step That is where it begins, that just like Saul, someone who was far from the Lord and thought he was doing what God wanted him to do, came to the end of himself when he saw Jesus face to face. And so I want to encourage you on this Easter Sunday, you have an opportunity to see the reality of who Jesus Christ is to recognize that you are a sinner who is in need of a Savior, that you cannot save yourself. You need someone else to pay the debt that you owe. You need, in a real sense, to wave the white flag of surrender in your life, to come to the end of yourself today, and to realize that your only hope is Jesus Christ. Not only did Saul come to the end of himself and we must come to the end of ourselves. But when Easter transforms our lives, we believe the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and we receive the gift of salvation and the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So believer, I want you to be encouraged and to be reminded this morning that you were not without hope when you came to the end of yourself, that you saw Jesus Christ for who he really is. You saw that Easter changes everything. And you placed your faith and trust in what Christ did on the cross, that he paid your debt and that he was buried and that he rose from the grave on the third day. That is what Easter is all about. And you placed your entire hope in that reality. And I want to encourage you to just for a few minutes Ponder the greatness and the mercy and the majesty of God in that. The fact that you didn't deserve it and yet God extended his grace to you anyway. That there's no way you could earn it and God didn't ask you to. But that you sit watching this today knowing that Easter brought you to the place of seeing Jesus for who he really is and trusting that he did what you could not do, that he offers salvation and you received it. I want you to know that that is what Easter is all about. And so believer, I want you to be encouraged today. I want you to take heart today. I want you to take hope in the reality of what Christ has done in your life. And if you're here listening and you've never taken that step of trusting in Jesus Christ, of believing the good news of the gospel and receiving the gift of salvation and the Holy Spirit to dwell within you, I want to encourage you that if you've reached the point where you're at the end of yourself, I want you to turn and to look at who Jesus is I want you to take note of the fact that he is the sinless, spotless Lamb of God who went to the cross for you and for me, that he laid his life down, that he died there and was buried, but he didn't stay there. On the third day, he rose from the grave. And if you will place your faith and trust in him for salvation, you can receive the gift that his death and resurrection offers to you a right relationship with your heavenly father. You see, you don't have to stay at the point of being at the end of yourself, of thinking that, man, there's no hope for me then. No, there is hope in what Jesus Christ did for you. And you can pause right now and cry out to him and say, Jesus, I ask you, to forgive me of my sin. I'm at the end of myself and I am turning my life over to you. And I want to receive the gift of salvation that your death, your burial, and your resurrection offers me today. I want to be saved. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a part of God's family. You can do that right now. And on this Easter Sunday in 2020, you can look back and know for certain that you took that step of trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior, of receiving the free gift of salvation that his death and his resurrection offers to you. And then as we think about the application of the last part that we looked at in Saul's life, that Easter changed everything for him. He went from one who was seeking to persecute the church to proclaiming the message of the good news of the gospel. And so believer, I want to encourage you in this season of Easter, on this special day as we celebrate what Christ has done, I want you to do exactly what Saul did, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want to give you a practical way to do that today. I want to encourage you that if you're watching on social media right now, if you are paying attention and you're engaging with friends and families, I want to challenge you. I want to issue this challenge for you to proclaim what Jesus Christ has done in your life. So I want to encourage you, just take a little bit of time and type up your story of how Jesus Christ transformed your life. And I want you to share that with your friends and with your family. I want you to post that on social media. I want you to take this opportunity where maybe we're socially distancing ourselves in person from other people, but we know that there's a ton of social interaction going on on social media right now. I want us as a church family, those of us who are believers, to flood our social media feeds with how we came to trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior and a call for those who are reading our story to trust in Him as their Savior. Maybe you're not a believer and you took the time just a little bit ago to listen to the message of the gospel and to just really consider for yourself, maybe I need to respond to that. I want to encourage you, if you do take that step of responding to the gospel, of trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want you to do what I just asked our other believers in the church family to do. I want to encourage you to say that on Easter 2020, that I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I want to encourage you to post that, to share that, to call someone on the phone and tell them that. And then I want to encourage you to reach out to us as a church family and share with us the reality that you took that step of trusting Jesus today as your Savior. You can email our church office at nrc at gonorthriver.org. I'd love for you to share with us how you took that step of trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior. You can do that even on this feed, whether on YouTube or on Facebook as you're watching right now. Just type in, I trusted Jesus as my Savior today, and we'd love to reach out to you and to touch base. You know, as we celebrate this Easter Sunday, we're reminded once again that Easter changes everything. It changed everything in Saul's life If you're a believer, it's changed everything in your life. And if you have just now become a believer, you have reason to celebrate because it has transformed your life today. If you have questions, you're not ready yet to take that step, we want to hear from you. We want to encourage you to walk through the truth of who Jesus is. We'd love to come alongside you and help you take that next step of trusting Him as your Savior. As we continue to worship, we are worshiping a risen Savior. Easter really does change everything.